0: Love Talk Radio
1: I can see my destination
2: Talk Radio, this is your host, Five Smooth Stones, and uh, tonight we're dealing with the most important, empower, encourager, uh, defender, the most powerful force, folks, on the planet, and that is the spirit of the Most High. Nothing Nothing Can touch The power That the spirit has This is the planet's Top gun Nothing can touch it If we're not powerful It ain't It ain't because It's not powerful If we're not encouraged It's not because It's not encouraging us If we're not led to all truth, it's not because it's not leading us into all truth. If we don't know the Father, it ain't because it ain't revealing who the Father is, which is what the scripture says is number one goal is, to reveal who this mystery is that Christ talked about called the Father. If we're not rebuked when we're foolish and we're not put in check, and we just go wild unchallenged, it ain't because the Spirit is not doing its job in correcting us. Hello, everyone, and just want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. Again, this is your host, Bob Mustang. Tonight, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And uh, I said in the program's description that it is probably the most important subject I've ever taught on, preached on, on Blog Talk Radio, and I and I really believe that nothing, nothing can touch. Probably the only thing most more important than the operation of the Holy Spirit is getting into a position to where you can even get the Holy Spirit. That is being salvaged or saved. And when we say being saved or being saved, we're talking about a state that a human can be in where they're in complete harmony with the Creator, with nature, and with their neighbor, and don't forget with their selves, with themselves. Let me repeat that. Salvation. It's a state where you are in complete harmony with your creator. And I mean, that's important to be in in, in harmony with your creator. It's easier said than done. But to be in um, complete harmony with the creator, with nature, with your neighbor, and with yourself, and uh, that means obeying the laws of the heart. We talk a lot about commandments and statues, and but really, all of these ordinances in the Bible. Let me say it another way. Let me say it the way I'm getting it. Scripture says it like this:
3: the law.
2: The law is for the lawless. That I always throw a lot of people off. The law is for the lawless. Like I said last week, when you have a relationship with the Most High, you walk with him like Moses did, like Enoch did, a lot of the prophets did. You don't, you need the law, don't get me wrong, but these gentlemen walked so close to the Most High, they knew him. So if you know somebody, why do you need a book telling you what that person desires? You know how to not offend that person because that's your friend. You walk with them all the time. Y'all getting what I'm saying? The law is for people who don't have a relationship with the Most High. Yes, Moses came down with the Ten Commandments. But you ever ask yourself, how did Moses please the Most High before he even got the Ten Commandments? Because he already knew what what, what offended the Most High. We make this thing so complicated. We make it so complicated. Scripture talking about person who was without the law and just before I uh, move on too fast that's 1 Timothy 1 and 9 1 Timothy 1 and 9 real quick let me read this and we'll talk about the one who had an ordinance had the commandments wrote on their heart 1 Timothy 1 and 9 is what I want to talk about real quickly here it says knowing this that the law is not made for a righteous man but for the lawless and the disobedient, for the ungodly, and for sinners, for unholy, and profane, for murderers of fathers, and murderers of mothers, for for manslayers, goes into verse 10 saying, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind. For men, stealers, for liars, for, this is this is who the law is for. It's not made for a righteous men, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine, according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God, which was committed to my trust. Paul was just sharing here with Timothy. He was sharing with Timothy that the law, we're talking about the Holy Spirit, but i got I got to nail something down here first. All these laws we read and we think that we have to have these laws in order to please the Most High, it's really for those that can't hear because they're so wrapped up in sin. But when you have the Spirit of the Most High inside of you, that Spirit reveals to you who the Father is and what he wants. Because the truth of the matter is those 613 laws are high, however many there is in the Old Testament. They don't, they're do not they not always practical to today. Some of those laws don't have nothing to do with us today because of the time zone. Give you an example The whole sacrificing So what am I, Why am I talking about this I'm about the Holy Spirit I'm letting You know I'm sharing with you Tonight And I'm jumping this pretty quick That The laws In the scriptures Is for the lawless The Holy Spirit Which we're talking about tonight Is a higher Following the Holy Spirit Being guided by the Holy Spirit is a far more supreme position of living or, shall I say, a closer way to walk with the Father or, shall I say, it is a more sensitive to the spirit way of living. Far more better than writing a bunch of laws and trying to keep up with them. It's a higher... Walk when we follow the Spirit. Tonight we're going to be talking about the Spirit and the infilling of the Spirit and baptism in the Spirit and tongues. Folks, I'm telling you all right now, if you miss this show, I promise you, I've got some people I'm going to have on, audio. There's just audio clips. So there's some powerful testimonies that you got to hear people that was delivered from demonic possession and people that experience just this 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 uh the tongues and what those tongues did for them this is one of the gifts of the spirit or one of the gifts that the spirit gives a human being when it when it feels their bodies this is one of the gifts of one of the uh, impartations of the spirit We spend a lot of time on Thursdays talking about the New World Order and demon-possessed people, people that are walking around look normal. They are normal, but they are under the 100% control of Satan. Many of them are possessed with evil spirits. Well, tonight we're talking about people possessed with a righteous spirit, with a holy spirit. With this spirit, this dunamis is the, as the Greek call it this 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 ability to walk in absolute power. as I name this show, as a matter of fact, let me just go back to the uh, uh, title of the show. The title of the show tonight
4: is. can I have
2: your attention please, this is a pre-recorded message, I have been disconnected from blog talk radio, I'm trying to call back right now, I've created this message for Times disease, so please be patient, I'm trying to call back, again we've been disconnected and uh, I am trying to call back, alright, thank you for your patience. Sorry about that I am back I am back I am back I don't know what happened I'm just not gonna, I'm just going to proceed Alright The name of the show I'm going to just read The show's description As y'all know I like to do Make sure we're all On the same page As what's uh, So we'll know what's happening Or, or what's to come <laughs> Title of the show Is the Holy Spirit Is absolute power Millions testify and this is part four. Now, I went on to uh, to put in the show description uh, the following. Special show tonight, proof that the Holy Spirit is real and is absolute power. This is the planet's top gun. Nothing can stand against it. Again, we have proof. And by that, I mean testimonies. Part four is tonight. We will deal especially with supernatural events, um, with the supernatural events of baptism in the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. And I went on to say probably my most important message ever on Blog Talk. And then we went on to say Acts 1 and 8 says, Be ye, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you. Again and repeat that. Acts one and eight says, but ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And I went on to say, No emotional behavior, but true guidance and empowerment. So that's what we're dealing with tonight. This is not an emotional experience. Of course your emotions gonna have something to say. You might cry. You you know you may do some things physically where emotions involved, but I don't mean because people emote in some way or another with their emotions that the experience they're having is not real. Let me say that again. When the spirit does things with human beings, the emotions sometimes will have something to say about it. They may cry or they may scream. Over what's happening to them spiritually They may feel like running They may feel like jumping They may do something in the way of emotions But that does not mean That something is not happening To these people in spiritual Tonight We are talking about the planet's top gun We're talking about A power that is so real There is nothing On the planet More powerful than the most high We know that right Well if the most high spirit Is up on the earth Then for sure nothing Nothing can come close to it So this spirit Was sent down to the earth according To scripture To Return Home Now I know a lot of people Don't believe in none of this But you gotta ask yourself This question my friend Those of you that are so intelligent, you think so far above us, I don't know what you want to call these holy rollers or whatever you want to call all types of names for people that believe in the Holy Spirit. But those of you that are so intelligent, you analyze and and, uh, and intellectually just
4: explain the way this whole
2: experience is a bunch of emotionalism. You've got to explain the gifts of the spirit. You've got to explain all of the miracles that people have experienced. You've got to ex- explain away all of the word of wisdoms where people were sitting, mind their own business. and out of clear blue, out of the clear blue, came a wise piece of information that saved their lives, that maybe saved them money or made them money or. Got them healed, or some type of miracle that this wisdom was able to bring their way. You got to explain that away. You got to explain the way people getting a word of knowledge, which means they're minding their own business. We're talking about people full of the spirit now, and the spirit decides to impart unto them information, knowledge. This is one of the gifts of the Spirit called a word of knowledge. You're minding your own business and knowledge that you did not seek for comes into your head, into your mind, and you benefit from it. That you may profit with all, as we talked about last time. The scripture talks about these gifts is for us to profit with all. So, my friend, those of you that struggle with this, this is what I've learned. Just because... I don't understand something don't mean it's not real. Tonight, if I don't do nothing else, like I said last time we spoke on this subject, if I do nothing else, I will try my best to be, I won't try, I will be as honest as I can. All I can give to you is my experiences and share with you other people's testimonies by way of letting them speak, and, and that's what we're going to do tonight. Today, we're going to play some audio clips of people who've experienced the spirit and what it has done for them. And that's all we have at the end of the day, folks, is our testimonies, what we have experienced. The key is when does our experience line up with reality, and are our experiences? Lining up with reality, because when our spirits line up with reality, now we're talking now we're talking because we want to know what's real, what's going on, and I can assure you that the spirit of the most high this 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 spirit that lead and guide us into our truth is real and tonight, if you just simply listen with an open mind open spirit, I should say. And say a little prayer under your breath that the Most High will lead and guide us the proper way and that you will not be confused or deceived or tricked. You should always pray those prayers when you listen to blogs. Blogs can be very dangerous. So can your church. So can some of your loved ones. Anybody can speak a lie, even in love, not meaning any harm. And that lie can cause great destruction. So you should always be careful when you're listening to anybody articulate or try to explain spiritual things. Having said that, I want to start off by playing a very important clip I come across. I can't boy, I can't think of nothing more stronger than this clip right about now. I want y'all to hear from someone uh that uh knows what they're talking about with regards to the spirit. And uh, I tried to find people that, you know, I found some very common down-to-earth people, no big names, no T.D. Jakes, no Billy Grahams, just some people like you and I that have had some experiences that have changed their life. So I want to start off with this uh, pastor and... uh, I want to know what y'all think about what he has to share. So we'll be right back. This is the Holy Spirit. This uh, gentleman is talking about the Holy Spirit. This is Pastor James Brant. James Brant. And this is called What is the Baptism? All right? Pastor James Brant. The reason why I'm playing him is because you're going to need, you're going to hear from more than just me tonight. I'm only one person. I can be the seed trick, you know, be ignorant. I can't. I'm not too big to say that I can. I, I cannot be. You know, I'm, I'm one of those persons that will never be deceived. Now, I believe what I'm sharing with you tonight is the truth. So help me, Most High. But I like other brothers and sisters to say the same thing in their own vernacular, in their own way, to prove a point. Home. So here's Pastor James Grant. This is about 11 minutes And we'll be right back to comment on this And then we're going to talk about this Holy Spirit Baptism in the Holy Spirit the speaking in tongues What is it? Is it a bunch of gibberish Folks making stuff up It's just, you know And let me just say this real quick Before I bring on this uh, audio presentation By uh, Pastor James Brandt, Folks, the purpose of the show tonight Is to arm The followers of the Most High Some of y'all And I'm talking about us, all including me. Some of us lack power in our life. We lack power in our life. It's just the truth we do. We lack power in our life. We are not as strong as we should be. We're far, far from where we should be. And it's a shame. And the most high is not a weak one. The most high is not lacking. most high is not poor. He's not weak. He's not ignorant. He ain't struggling. And I'm not talking about material things. Material things come far, far. I I, I really don't ever like talking about material things too much. If you get the spiritual together and you are led by the spirit, Bible says all these natural things to be added. So I'm not talking tonight so much about spiritual, I mean, natural things as I am talking about spiritual things. But I'm not avoiding natural things either because if you get the spiritual things and we submit to the Most High like we're supposed to, there is no poverty in the kingdom of the Most High. Just to give you an idea of this Holy Spirit that we're going to bring on Pastor Brad, I'm going to go through this. I'm going to name just some of the things the Spirit is supposed to do. Okay, this is a long list. I'm not going to name all of these, but listen to this, folks. The Holy Spirit is real. It leads and guides us. Did y'all know that? It leads and guides us. Don't you need a leader and a guider and someone to guide you in your life? Of course you do. Don't care how grown you think you are. We need to be led and guided in and out of this maze, this wicked maze, very wicked people out here. The Holy Spirit speaks in, to, and through us. It speaks in, to, and through us. It gives us power to cast out devils. It releases this dunamis, this power. It anoints us, giving us the authority to do this, that, and the other. The Holy Spirit comes upon us and empowers us to speak in tongues. The tongues is a secret language. The Bible said it over and over again. We speak in a language we don't understand, but the Father understands us. The Holy Spirit uses our body to create this quick communication with the Father and it intercedes for things on this earth that need to be done. The Bible says you don't know how to pray as you are. But the Spirit comes on you, and it knows how to pray. That's your Bible. It baptizes and fills. And we'll go over these scriptures later on where these are found. I'm just naming some quick little uh, things. We'll talk about where it's found later. Y'all are going to get your pen out. It's a lot of scriptures are going to go over tonight. It baptizes and fills you up. Okay? It leads you into worship of the Father. Okay? Watch this. It comforts us. It heals us. Heals our our body and our minds. It gives us peace. It gives us those 12 gifts of the spirit, gift of word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, gift of prophecy. You know, it helps us interpret the tongues that go forth. I'm telling you, folks, We need power. We need a real, real, I mean, most of us could use a real electrifying reality of God. We just are not persuaded. We don't believe strong. We believe today, doubt tomorrow, believe today, doubt tomorrow. The Spirit also enables us to live a holy life. Bible says in Romans eight twenty six and 27, it makes groans inside of us. Did y'all know that? Groans. And it prays and intercedes through us. That's Romans eight twenty six 26 and 27. It is a sword, Ephesians 6 and 17. I'll tell you, we'll go to the scriptures a little later, just naming some of them here. The Holy Spirit, the, one of the major things is it produces fruit in our lives, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. Who wouldn't want that? One is long-suffering. That means the ability to just be able to be tough sometimes and be able to endure things. We just, we're just supposed to fold over any little thing that happens. It gives us toughness, but at the same time it gives us peace, joy, kindness. These are the fruits. That it produces in our lives as we yield and let it lead our lives. It helps us in our weakness. And it has empowered many of the uh, patriarchs over the thousands of years, and it's here to empower us just like it did then. Okay, and it just liberates us. And uh, just many more things I can go into, but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit does so much for us. So let me just go ahead and let Pastor uh, Brett share, and we'll be right back. Again, you got to hear this. you got to hear this. I picked this video for a reason, and uh, that's B-R-A-N-D-T, James, Pastor James Brent. we we'll back, Charlie.
5: The ignorance and neglect of this one topic is one of the many reasons. Why many in the body of Christ are not walking in the power that God intends for them to walk in. I'm talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Now, the Bible speaks of three baptisms. Let's just break this down for you. Because you're like, baptism, baptism, immediately your mind goes to water baptism. All right? But no, the Bible speaks of three baptisms. All right, The first one is when you got born again... You were baptized into the body of Christ. You made Jesus Lord of your life, immediately you were grafted into the body of Christ. You were set in the body. Are you hearing me? All right. Secondly, the Bible speaks about water baptism. All right. And lastly, it speaks about the Holy Spirit baptism. The Holy Spirit baptism is indeed biblical, and it is a second experience after receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But you must understand that in God's eyes, this experience is not optional. This is a requirement. For those of you that were taught that the Holy Spirit baptism is not a second experience, uh, and those of you who have not received it, obviously, I want to encourage you this. I want you to set aside all your denominational bias right now. Set aside anything negative that you have ever learned about the Holy Spirit. Can you do that for me? Just set it, set it aside. And I want you to honestly take a look and consider at the evidence that I'm going to put in front of you today. From the Word of God, okay? You know, what I see is one of the biggest enemies to an individual, spiritually, that hinders them from moving forward with God is not the devil, but their own pride. We have a lot of Christians on this earth today that have been taught that the Holy Spirit baptism is not for today, and they won't even do an honest study of it. Because they, this is what it boils down to, really. They don't want to find out that what they have been believing for years may be wrong. You mean I wasted 10, 20, 30 years of my life, and this was in the Bible? They are afraid to come to that point in their life, a lot of them. But that's why God requires Christians to be meek, to have meekness. That's teachable. You, he wants you to be teachable. We've got to humble ourselves and receive what the truth of the Bible says. And some will never go any farther with God in their Christian walk because mom and dad raised them in a church that doesn't believe that the Holy Spirit baptism is for today. And frankly, they don't want to upset mom and dad by going to another church. Some people would rather please their parents at the expense of grieving the Holy Spirit. So I want to encourage every person listening to me, watching me, to understand this fact right here. On judgment day, you will not have to answer to mommy and daddy. But you'll be answering to God himself. Amen? So, you've got to make decisions that are going to be pleasing to God. And yes, sometimes it's not going to be pleasing to your parents. Right? The Holy Spirit baptism is one of the most fascinating subjects in the New Testament. It was the first major experience that the disciples of Jesus received after Jesus ascended into heaven. And upon receiving this awesome experience, the New Testament church was birthed. And the disciples went forth with explosive power, preaching the kingdom of God, come on, and giving witness to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that hasn't changed. What they did back then, we should be doing now. Amen? Amen? So I want to begin by laying a good foundation in your life on this topic. The first thing you need to know about the Holy Spirit baptism is that it was prophesied by the prophet Joel in the Old Testament. Go to Joel chapter 2. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see, see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maidservants. I will pour out my Spirit in those days. Alright? So that is a prophecy from the Old Testament. And it's referring to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How do we know this? Well, in Acts two, Peter, when, on the day of Pentecost, Peter refers back to that scripture as saying, "This is that." He's pointing back to that prophecy, and he talks about what Joel said. Now, the Holy Spirit baptism was also prophesied by John the Baptist under the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant. Go to Matthew three eleven. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me. Jesus is mightier than I Whose sandals I am not worthy to carry He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit And fire The Holy Spirit baptism Was prophesied by Jesus Under the old covenant Because he didn't die yet Right Alright he didn't go to the cross yet He came to what Fulfill the law Right Now go to Luke 11 I want to show you something here 9 through 13 The words are read And this is Jesus doing the speaking here he says, "So I say to you, ask and it shall and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock, and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who, underline this, ask Him? Now, that's, that's a head-scratcher there, isn't it? Those who ask Him? Let me ask you this. If we received the fullness of the Holy Spirit when we get born again, why would Jesus talk about asking our Heavenly Father for the Holy Spirit? Wouldn't, wouldn't Jesus have just said, well, when you believe in me, you're going to get the Holy Spirit. He didn't say that though. He said you, He'll give if you ask. Also, well, you want some further evidence of this? Okay. Also, Jesus likens this or uses the word children are you seeing this he uses the word children in that verse and if you're not born again if you're not a christian you are not a child of god and he's he's talking about in the context of being a child here if a child asks his father so the context here is a person is saved but you still must ask for the holy spirit Again, why would Jesus tell us to ask for the Holy Spirit if we received the fullness when we we got saved? The fact is this. The Holy Spirit baptism is indeed a second experience for the Christian to receive after getting born again. I got more evidence for you. Don't worry. But you can see from these Old Testament prophecies that I read that God was giving the future church, us, a heads-up about the Holy Spirit baptism. He was giving us the heads-up. I love it. Now, did you know that Jesus received the Holy Spirit baptism? And Jesus is our example. Go back to Matthew chapter 3. Let me show you something here. 13 through 17. Listen to this. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by Him. And John the Baptist tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and you are coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it now; to, permit it so now, for thus it is fitting for us to ful- fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was saying this basically, Hey, I need to send an example for my future body. Right. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, And behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, descending like a dove and alighting, underline this, upon him. And suddenly a voice came From heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now, a lot of people, a lot of Christians who don't believe in the Holy Spirit baptism, will point to that verse and say, Look, Jesus was water baptized. He's our example. So we have to be water baptized. That's a fact, Jack. Right? But he was also baptized with the Holy Spirit. It said, When he came up out of the water, the Holy Spirit came upon him. I want to bring another important point to your attention about this. Before this experience, Jesus did not do any miracles according to the Word of God. It was after, come on, the Holy Spirit came upon Him that miracles began. Now you can see why we have so many weak and powerless Christians walking around on this earth. Because even the Son of God Himself knew He needed the Holy Spirit to anoint Him, to baptize Him, to walk in power. Are you following me, somebody? Jesus made this very clear when He told us the importance of receiving the Holy Spirit in Acts 1, verse 8. He said, you shall receive power after or when. The Holy Spirit has come, there it is again, upon you. And
2: that's Pastor James Brandt um, Couldn't have said it no better. And I'm going to mix it up tonight because some of y'all think I don't listen to black people. Some of y'all think because I'm so hard on racism that I don't like white people. Some of y'all think i kind of crazy. stuff. But then some of y'all know that's all craziness, that I love all people. I'm going to mix it up tonight. That, that was a, one of our uh, brothers and sisters with a little less pigmentation, but coming out, firing that truth just like Christ himself would. And I agree with every single thing I've heard. You do have to ask for it. You know, uh, disciples said, you all remember the scriptures? Where the saints ran into up saints, and they said unto them, How... You receive the power since you believe. Uh, again, the apostles ran up on some saints, saints talking to saints, and they said, "Have you received the power since you believe?" Well, if it's one of those things that come automatically, like the, like Pastor Brent was just saying. Why would they ask the dumb question? If it comes all in one package. Why would they ask? It is something separate. You have to ask for. It's uh Let me just actually get this out for y'all. It's Acts. Hold a <laughs>
4: Excuse
2: me. Excuse me. Acts nineteen and two. Acts nineteen, and verse. Two, this is what the apostle says to some believers. Actually, let's just start at verse 1. since right We're at the top of the chapter. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus. And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, they were already disciples, folks, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the the baptism of repentance saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus, which we know there was no J in the Hebrew language, Yahshua. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord, or Yeshua, or Yahshua, or Emmanuel, If you don't understand what I just said, for now, you can just say Jesus. But no, there was no letter J in the Hebrew. Verse 6, and when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. And all the men were about 12. Several things just happened, folks. Believers going an extra step with this thing called tongues, they was asked if they received it, so we know that it's something you will receive. Paul didn't say, "Well, you got it. He didn't say that. He said, have you received it? This is this is what I believe. Let me say it in the way it was explained and showed to me in the spirit. The Bible says that in the book of Acts that when the prophets, uh, this can be found in the book of Acts, start started chapter 1, simple and plain. It's in chapter 2, but start with chapter 1, please. And read 1 and 2 and you'll see what I'm saying. But here, if you read those two chapters, it talks about how that the Holy Spirit was first poured out upon all flesh. So if it was already upon all flesh, what does verse 6 mean when it says the Holy Ghost came on them if it already had come? Let me make it very, very crystal clear as to what our believers are saying. When we are born again, like Pastor Brent was saying earlier, that is a type of baptism. You'll hear the scriptures talk about all these different baptisms, and it is confusing if you don't do a little studying. Baptism are being emerged Is what happened to you when we first became a part of uh, this body of believers. That was one baptism into this family. Okay. Uh, Then there's a second baptism, which is very natural. That one was spiritual, but the next one is natural. It's where you are baptized in water that signifies the flesh dying and you go down the uh, dead, your flesh, you go down symbolizing the old man dying, and you pull up out of the water symbolizing the newness of life in Christ. That's the second baptism. So at that point, you've been baptized twice, but you have not yet been emerged in the Spirit. Have the Spirit been poured out upon you? Of course, it's been poured out upon everybody. Every single person on the planet has the Spirit dealing with them in some kind of way and even if they're not in the church at all it's dealing with them trying to convict them and convince them of who Christ is so it the spirit is I look at it like a wind just think of a wind yes there's wind around you right now some of y'all got wind directly blowing on you right now but just imagine a haze and and that you don't see and it's just there it's just there it's just there around you as much as air is around you, it's the spirit. It's the spirit. And it is active. Its show is active. We haven't experienced every day with the spirit. We're just out of tune with it. we just insensitive to it because we're so worldly. We're so connected to the world and what these people is doing through TV and radio. And we're just connected to this earthly drama we cannot hear are perceive spiritual things. That don't mean it's real, cause you don't understand it. That don't mean it's real, because you can't feel it. That don't mean it's real, because you're not. You have. You may not have not benefited from it. Well, I ain't never spoken tongues. Well, I don't know about no spirit. Well, I ain't never been. I ain't had no word of wisdom, word of knowledge, uh, gift of. I mean, anointing. None. Of, I mean, uh, pro- gift of prophecy, gift of miracles. I ain't never experienced none of that that don't mean it's not real. You probably ain't never experienced sleeping in no mansion or sleeping in no castle, but it don't mean folks ain't sleeping in castles. You probably haven't experienced, you know, flying, you know, in a, a, a I don't know, a helicopter, but that don't mean people ain't flying in helicopters. So we can't let our limited experiences dictate what reality is. The spirit is so real, my friend. I want to get into my testimony before this show is over with, and uh, and I'm going to. I'm not being shy. Some of y'all have been listening to my show, Smooth uh, Stone. For him, at the time, I'm always talking about what the spirit has told me, showed me, led me to, be, led me to see. You know, all over the world. You know, me setting up meetings and. I've just been talking about the spirit, to spirit, the spirit forever, so I'm not shy. It's just tonight I want to share the mic a little bit and allow other people to come in and share experiences. Now, this next brother I'm going to bring on here shortly, this is a brother, meaning a, 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 a ebony man or a black man or a dark man or dark-skinned or a melanated person, whatever you want to call him. You need to hear his testimony. You need to hear his testimony later we're going to bring on another sister She's going to share her testimony And then we're going to end out with uh, Later on after we talk about these different testimonies Then the the show will wrap up with The the last brother uh, that we'll share Happen to be another white gentleman Now Let me share with y'all Quickly Quickly get your Bibles out I, I come and go so fast Because there's so many scriptures
4: And there's no way
2: in the world I can go through every one of these scriptures we will be tied up in y'all yeah, I won't get to your nest. Okay Please Please Let's move fast Get your Bibles out Get your pencil, pens out Recorders out We're about to talk about this Holy Spirit And what it has been sent on this planet to do And I'm telling you it has been sent to basically turn us into a bunch of christ, a bunch of little Christ uh Yeshuas walking around it's, it has it is sent to this earth to turn us into powerful
5: priests
2: before our most high before the Father it has been sent here to Enable men to be as gods, as Christ said, and almost got killed for saying this. He said, You're gods. They said, What do you mean? He said, Haven't you, don't you remember what David said? How that we are gods? You are gods? But you're going to die as mere men because of sin? The Most High made us to walk as He walked as a God, not nowhere near to His equal. That's not what I'm saying. But I mean equal in that. We are pure spirit. We were made from him. We have a part of him. And we're supposed to walk in that, not in so much the fallen flesh. That's all Christ was saying. I understand it. All right. First scriptures I want to share with you. Matthew 4 and 1, Mark 1 and 12. Matthew 4 and 1. Mark 1 and 12 This is <laughs> Scriptures talking about how the Spirit Leads and guides us Also Luke 2 and 27 Also Luke 4 and 1 Also Acts 8 and 29 Romans 8 and 14, again, these are just some of the scriptures where it talks about the Spirit leading and guiding us, leading and guiding us, leading and guiding us. It's amazing, it's amazing, it's amazing, folks. Listen to this. The Holy Spirit speaks through us, in us, and to us. Matthew Hold on, hold on, hold on I'm sorry, I, I left off some other scriptures Here's some more scriptures Talking about how he leads and directs us uh, Mark 13 and 36 uh, Mark 13 and 11 Acts 10 and 9 Acts 11 and 12 And remember this is recorded If I'm going too fast Just let go and just play this recording again And write these scriptures down Also Acts 21 and 11 1 Timothy 4 and 1 the Holy Spirit speaks in, to, and through us. Matthew 10 and 20, Acts 1 and 16, Acts 2 and 4, Acts 13 and 2, Acts 28 and 25, Hebrews 3 and 7. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to cast out devils. Matthew 12 and 28. How it releases power to us. Luke 4 and 14. How it anoints us how it anoints us this is giving us the authority to do stuff luke 4 and eighteen acts ten and thirty eight the holy Spirit comes upon and falls on us comes upon and falls on us matthew 3 sixteen mark one and ten luke two twenty five luke three twenty two luke four eighteen john one St. John one and thirty-two and thirty-three, Acts ten and forty-four, acts eleven and fifteen. It baptizes and fills us up. This is good. This is a good one right here. Matthew three and eleven, Matthew one and eight, Luke one, fifteen, forty-one, sixty-seven, three, sixteen. This is all in Luke four and one, then in St. John one and thirty-three. Acts one and four and five, two and four. This is in St. John now. Four and eight. Also verse thirty-one. The uh, chapter six, three and five, seven and fifty-five, ten and forty-seven. This is all in St. John. Eleven twenty-four, thirteen nine and fifty-two, in First Corinthians twelve and twelve. Okay, this is just so many. As a matter of fact, what I'm going to do, because I want y'all to uh, get uh, y'all to actually look at what I'm looking at. So I'm going to post this link in the in the uh, a, a link to just a bunch of scriptures on uh, what the Holy Spirit does for the believer. I'm going to put this in the chat room. So if you're in the chat room, you're blessed. Because all you got to do is click on this link and just save it to your favorite, and you can just research at a later date. But the Holy Spirit is real, folks. This is the Bible. If nothing else in the Word, you can definitely find all types of information about the Holy Spirit and what it is a scriptural basis for uh, its functions. And this is uh, actually uh, someone did a very nice write up of 70 Functions of the Holy Spirit. I have my own scriptures, and I saw this, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna use this. I mean, because there's seventy different functions, and the scriptures are loaded with. Uh, so, there you have it. I just put it in the face in the. Uh, I just put it in the uh, chat room, okay. So let's go ahead and listen to another uh, 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 testimony. We'll be back and we'll cover more scriptures on the function of the Holy Spirit. I don't want to throw all 70 at you. So let's go ahead and listen to another a very moving testimony. This, to me, blessed me more than any of them. And it's not because this gentleman is a, a brother. You'll understand why when I get done. You, when he get done, you'll understand why I say that well, I'm sure you will say the same thing, that his testimony is just so much it's just it's just powerful folks. All there is to it. Check it out.
6: got uh, baptized re-baptized right so this was about the end of January beginning of February 2006 Um, after that point on March the 1st 2006 I'm at my job and I get one of those crazy calls from the Lord again telling me to go somewhere he's like I want you to go to this church the church that you like that you visited in New Jersey. And it was this church that I was doing the process. Earlier in January, I had visited this church. It was a very nice church, very kind of like a multicultural church, non-denominational. And he uh, was like, I want you to go to that church. Now, this is a Wednesday. There's always these crazy days of the week, right? That chooses, just like you did a Tuesday for the baptism, right, so it's like, it's a Wednesday, so I'm like, okay, so I was talking to a friend at lunch, and I was like, yeah, you know, I need to go to this church uh, tonight, and they were like, you know, is it a revival going on, is it, you know, a special service, I was like, I don't even know, I don't even know if they're open or not, you know. You know, after my experience with the uh, baptism, wasn't open, it, 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 you know, I don't know who I'm going to run into when I get there. So, uh, I looked up on the website and come to find out that they actually have Wednesday night midweek services. So I was like, oh cool, okay. So it must be a word that I need to hear or whatever like that. So I go to the place. When I went to the place. The dude started preaching on the Holy Spirit. And when he said he was going to be preaching on the Holy Spirit, I instantly got hyped. Because I was like, that's why you've had me come down this joint. That's why you wanted me to come here. Oh, I'm going to receive the day. And I was so hyped. But he's preaching. And I'm already hyped. I'm already like, I'm going to receive the day. And it was funny because I was like, God, you're so good. You even put it on a date that I can remember because it was March the 1st, right? And I was like, you're just awesome. The whole time this guy preaching, right? I don't know what's going to happen in this place, but I'm already in faith. Now, I, I look back at it now. I know that that's why it was easier for me to receive that night because I was I started off already in faith, right? So, um, at the end of the sermon... Something was good. He did the normal call. If you need to be saved, you want to give your life to Christ, you want going to join the church, come on up to the front. And then he was like, you know what, I'm going to actually do another call. We normally don't do this often, but I feel that I should, we need to do it tonight. But anybody who is looking to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you know I jump out of my seat right to the front, right? So I get to the front. He says a prayer over everybody that's up front. And then they all t- they take us to the back. Like they have altar workers that take you to the back. So we go to the back. Pretty nice size room back there. Uh, they separated everybody. What do you hear? They were asking people, what do you come back here for? And then if you were trying to get saved the first time, you go over here. You rededicate over here. You join the church over here. You know, baptism of my Holy Spirit over here. So the lady, the lady was pretty much all ladies back there, so when, that took us back, so when I'm back there, they're like, um, what are you here for, and I said, I'm here the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they was like, okay, uh, let us get a brother for you, so they went, found a guy, he comes back, he's like, how you doing, bro, I was like, I'm good, man, he was like, uh, my name is Jason, I said, well, my name is Jason, too, he was like, oh, that's what but then he brings out his Bible and he's about to start reading me some scriptures on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I was like, Look here, bruh, I done done all kinds of studies on this. You ain't even got there ain't no convincing that need to be done. Let's just get into the process, right? So he was laughing, he was like, Okay, cool, that's what's up. He was like, All right. What I mean what we just gonna do is just we're just going to just just worship the Lord. That's all we're gonna do. I just want you to worship God. So we just started worshiping. I had my hands lifted, I'm praising the Lord i um, you know, ushering them in, I'm um, just like, hallelujah, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, and, you know, just really getting into worship, and it was easy because the whole atmosphere back there, because of other people who were trying to receive these women were over to the side over there, and he was there, and, and that's all it was, there was no music going on, it was just a bunch of people just saying, thank you, Lord, we love you, Lord, and bless your name, Jesus, and hallelujah, so we're going in, right? And, you know, um, as at this moment, I'm going in, and uh, he was like, brother, I'm just going to put my hand on your shoulder, you know what I mean, just to touch and agree, you know, with you, or whatever like that, but you just keep on praising him, so he puts his hand on me, and I'm just praising, 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 then all of a sudden, I feel from inside of my belly this I mean like a welling up, like it was just you know like a boiling down inside here, and from here I heard now this is crazy right I'm not hearing and the, the, the the sound is not coming from here, it's coming from my my belly. I'm hearing this sound and this word over. And over again, just one word. It just kept going over and over and over and over and over over again. I'm like, what in the world is this? Next thing you know, listen, I kid you not. It was all these people in this room, so it's kind of loud. It it seemed like God, I'm just honest to goodness truth, y'all. It's like he turned the volume down. So that I couldn't hear nobody, not even the dude standing right next to me. And I mean, it wasn't like immediate shut off. It was just like I heard them and then it just got lower and lower and lower until I couldn't hear nobody in the room. All I was hearing, I couldn't even really hear myself saying hallelujah, hallelujah. All I kept hearing was this one sound, one voice, one word over and over and over coming from here. When I started, when it started getting, once the volume got turned down outside, then my brain started saying, dude, you need to get out of here. This is crazy. What are you doing? This is stupid. You know what I mean? Get out of here. Just leave. So I'm. so it was like three things going on I'm saying hallelujah my brain is saying run get out of this room my belly is kicking up a sound and a word that I have never heard of ever and it's just over and over and over again and all of a sudden as I'm praying and praising it felt like there was a weight on me to the point where I, it was hard for me to breathe, but it wasn't like pain or anything like that, it just felt like like the glory of God, and it was like getting heavy, so I mean, I literally couldn't, it was like hard for me to breathe, so I'm sitting there, and I'm saying hallelujah, hallelujah, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, Whew. Breathing heavy like that because it was starting to get heavier for me to breathe. And I kept hearing this word, and it started getting louder and louder and louder and louder, coming from here. Louder and louder and louder until I couldn't even hear my own self saying, You need to get out of here. And so I was just like, And it just felt like it was like, Say it, dummy. You know what I mean? Like, Come on, do it. So I was just like, alright, so I just, it was getting louder and louder and louder, and so I said the word, and when I spoke that one word out of my mouth, that opened up the floodgate, I was rolling, tongues, 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 I mean, it was just flowing out of my mouth, I mean, it was crazy. It wasn't like, you know, I heard some people give their testimony and they say, you know, they got a word. And it was just like, da, 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 da like they were saying the same thing over again. No, that's not my testimony. I heard one word coming from here. But when I said the one word, I started with that one word. But what came out of my mouth was just flowing. I was like flowing, fluid. And it was crazy as soon as I spoke it and I started speaking in tongues, the boom like the volume came right back up. now I was aware of everybody and everything that was going on. It was crazy, but um it really, it was just awesome, and I mean, I'm telling you I was speaking in tongues for at least twenty minutes right in that room, just flowing. boom, boom 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 boom. boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, and it was like I was praising and speaking in tongues all at the same time. And I just felt so much joy and 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 just power and peace afterwards. It was just an awesome experience. I told everybody that I knew who was you know, who, who would understand. I explained to them man, and it was just awesome, awesome, awesome. And I'm telling you, since that point I believe that that is what unlocked the door to the supernatural in my life. There's a lot of things that has happened. You know, I've been getting more to wisdom, prophecy, words of knowledge. You know, cast out the, the two demons that I know of. You know, things like that, and all of that happened after the floodgates were open. So I attribute that experience would being my entryway into the supernatural. So um, I hope this is a blessing to you and has been a blessing to you. And like again, I tell all of you who have a, an experience, share it with the world. You never know who you might be a blessing to. I hope this has blessed you. Peace and shalom.
2: Okay, that was just one brother out of millions. If I got a dollar for every person that I've heard speak along the lines that that brother spoke, I'd be able to pay my rent off probably for the rest of this year. I'm I'm always running into people, uh, especially if you listen to Christian programming. I don't listen as much as I used to, but you are just everywhere you turn people talking about when they was baptized in the Holy Spirit. So before I move on another further, let me just tell y'all about the day that I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. First of all, um that brother that just went off that was his testimony, everybody is different. Uh, they all going to be saying the same things. Like you keep hearing the same thing about the belly. The belly is something about. And don't forget the scripture: "Out of your belly shall flow river, and, living in waters." Lots of references in the scriptures to the belly and the Holy Spirit. But let me talk about. I don't want to be presenting people on this show and not talk about my experience. Now, y'all have heard me talk about it to death. But there are some some of those that haven't heard me talk about the initial uh feeling. Maybe some of y'all haven't you may have heard the different things they've done, but we'll talk a little bit about uh tongues with me personally, my testimony, brother Seth. First and foremost my mother was on the show. She would talk about when my sister and I was first filled with the Holy Spirit of the first, the Holy Spirit coming upon you, as the
4: people have shared
2: tonight, at the age of seven and eight. Now, I'm not going to lie. At that age, do I remember everything? No. But that was the initial, according to my mother. We was filled while we was, it actually started off with us praying, playing church a lot of times. Kids will play church, and then they'll get serious, and things happen. Y'all know some of y'all know what I'm talking about because you did it. You start off playing, then you get serious because, you know, this thing is real, you know, and the kids are not exempt. If you started praying to the most high, even if you did start off playing, but then you get serious and you start praying to the most high, he will bless you. But let's talk about the times I do remember. I attend churches where you are often asked to worship the Most High and allow the Spirit to take over. I hear that all the time in the churches I attend. I have actually been on the, in the pulpit, and I've been the one encouraging. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm so sorry, but I just had to get that out. I've served in the capacity of minister and I've actually been the one asking the people to open up to the spirit and let the spirit use them, et cetera, et cetera. But I've had hundreds of encounters of the spirit moving inside of me and speaking through me and, and coming upon me and empowering me and giving me a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or a discerning of spirits, evil spirits. Uh, dreams, talking to me in dreams, talking to me in visions, uh, the whole revelation of the Israelite thing that we talk about, the five smooth stones that I talk so much about. Uh, This is something that I believe that was revealed to me by the Spirit, by the same self, same Spirit we're talking about tonight. So when you talk about uh, uh, the Spirit, I'm no stranger to it. Uh, But let's do this Let's talk more about the tongues The tongues Now The initial Spirit coming upon me Like I said This happened when I was eight But oftentimes Since in my adult years Because On June 4th 1979 As a senior in high school I rededicated my life To the Most High And started following him As an adult Up until From eight Up until That time Just in and out just like any other father-son relationship, halfway, you know, walking with him, didn't really understand the whole thing, you know, scared to go to hell, relationship based upon, a, uh, you know, using the using God as a fire escape, just don't want to go to hell like any other team, but didn't really understand who he was and this, this great love he had for humanity, just didn't get it. But on June fourth, nineteen seventy nine I gave my uh heart completely to the most high, started walking as an adult. And this is when the journey started for me, you know, and I began to allow the Holy Spirit to come into my life and, and, and operate through my body and and I had moments just like up to this very second talking to you where I yield more than days where I don't. And I know that's kinda of embarrassing because as a believer once you experience the peace that the Holy Spirit brings like the brother which is sharing his testimony, one would wonder, why would you ever not submit if it's so good, if it gets you high? It's kind of like a high. If it, if it does, does all these things for, for you, why would you live any less? Well, that's just like saying why do people who know that Healthy food is best best for them. Why do they eat junk food? Or people that know that if they love their, you know, get into their wives and treat their wives right, they have a better marriage. than if they half step, why, do why don't they treat their wives like gold? You know, it's like you know, you tell the father if you know that you spend quality time with your daughter and love her and do this, do that, do that, she'll be a better child. Why don't pe- people don't do it? Why do any of us not do things that mm-hmm. we know is what's best for us? It's because we live in a world that's full of worldliness, and and there's a war. That is the war, my friend, keeping us out of the presence of the Most High. This is what Satan wants us to be, mediocre, you know, mediocre believers. Just, Just, yeah, we believe in the Creator, but just don't walk in any of his power that he has given us. It's not an excuse. It's not an alibi. It's just a reality that I'm sharing with you why people don't walk in this all the time. Anything of this value, talking about the Holy Spirit and what it does for the believer, what it does for us, anything that's powerful is going to come with a price. You've got to live a life sold out to the Most High. You've got to live a life sold out. What do I mean by sold out? Scripture talks about pulling out every thought that exalts itself against the Most High. We're supposed to literally check every single thought that touches the mind. We're supposed to send it through like a quarantine. We're supposed to quarantine every thought, pulling it down and seeing if it line up. I know that sounds very crazy what I just said, but that's what it says. We're supposed to. Be in control of every one of our thoughts, because no, you cannot sin. It starts off a thought. So, in this world, we're constantly bombarded with all kind of crazy stuff, and then we go out among people that don't have no fear for God, don't no fear for righteousness, just all about money and and all about materialism and all about sex and all about drugs and all about whatever sin. Is out there, and then some of us get caught off into that ourselves, and we find ourselves just living a mediocre life. We find ourselves uh, compromising and living a second-handed life. But that don't negate the spirit. That don't negate its reality. That don't negate its power and that don't negate the love of the Father that has made this all possible for us, his children. The Holy Spirit is real, my friend. I'm going to share in a little bit from a lady. I'm going to let her, another audio clip. This is a white sister. I hate to say white. Y'all know I don't believe in that, but y'all, I want you to know these are different people from different, people that are a little different than I am. I'm trying to be a little different tonight and let y'all hear from different people. That you would not normally hear from on this program Not that I don't invite people But I'm just saying Tonight I'm just We want y'all to get the truth And I think when something is truth, You can prove it more than one way So you don't just need me talking about What the Holy Spirit is You really don't need any of us The Bible says you have an uncle from the Holy Ghost The Holy Ghost again I'm telling you you can't get away from it It is everywhere It is everywhere It is just empowering us and leading us and guiding us and and, and warning us and, and revealing who the father is. It's just everywhere. You just can't can't get around the Holy Spirit. But there is a scripture that says that we have an unction have an unction from the Holy Ghost and need not that any man should teach us. Says you have an unction from the Holy Ghost, and you need not that any man should teach it. Now it's first John two and twenty. First John two and twenty, and this is the way it actually reads when you look it up in the scriptures. This is from the King James Version Bible. I think I have quoted this scripture on every single one of these shows with regards to the Holy Spirit. But I want y'all to just know that it's here, okay? Uh, let's see here. King James Version Bible says it like this. Okay. Uh, let's pull it back up here. I love the fact that we're on the Internet, so everything is right here at your fingertips. But if you have your Bible, go ahead and flip over to uh, 1 John 2 and 20. If you don't already have it, 1 John 2 and 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy Ghost. Oh, it says the Holy One. Same thing, Holy Spirit, Holy One, Holy Ghost. It's the same thing. So, folks, don't get it mixed up. Don't flip out. It's talking about the same thing, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, Holy One. But you have an unction from the Holy One. And ye know all things. If that don't make you shout, I don't know what will. For those of us that have asked the Spirit into their life. Now, again, well, I'll say that. I'll talk about that in a minute. Verse 20, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Okay, there's one scripture that talks about you need not that any man should teach you. And uh, let's let's pull that one up right quick. And then I want to make a point about this um, tongues. Does everybody speak in tongues? And I want to address that. I want to address that because there's some people preaching that this is the proof that you have the Holy Ghost with the tongues. I don't believe that. I think it's proof that the Holy Spirit has complete control of your body. When the, when you yield your body one hundred percent, yes, I do believe you're gonna to have to speak with tongues. If you're not sitting up there with fear, like a lot of Baptists, I'm not picking the Baptists, but they taught so heavily against tongues. The Baptist Church have taught many millions of people, so many lies about the Holy Spirit. Baptists do a wonderful job in you know, lots of areas, much better than some people do. But in this one area, they have dropped the ball big time. They have taught millions of people against tongues and the whole uh, baptism in the Holy Spirit this emerge in the Holy Spirit. That's what baptism means, to be merged. They have taught people against the baptism of the Holy Spirit or to be emerged in this Holy Spirit. And they talk to speak against tongues. I think the reason why you see so many cases in the Bible where you know, you'll see somebody lay hands on the saints and they begin to speak in tongues. This person would see the Holy Spirit, they begin to speak in tongues. And this is where you get the doctrine of well that's the proof that you have the Holy Ghost. But if you look real close, it's not quite true. That's not proof you have tongues. That's just proof that the Holy Spirit had complete control of your body. I think when you have complete control of your body, it will you will speak in tongues. That means you're somewhere like the brother was that just spoke, uh, gave the testimony. He didn't have no fear. He didn't have no anxieties. He just simply say, basically, here I am, and he just let go. He fought there for a while because he kept feeling this thing turning in his, he says, his belly. Many people say belly, but I don't think it was his physical belly. It's a spiritual. He might have thought it was his real belly, but most people talk about belly. But if you listen to him, they're not talking about the stomach. It's like a spiritual Thing. You know how hard spiritual things are To talk about sometimes in the natural But anyway, he felt this thing going in the spirit He let go all of his fears and anxieties And he gave into it And he began to speak Anybody that do that Give up their fears and anxieties and, and say, Father, here I am And ask for this Holy Spirit That's already been That's already been dispatched It's already, like I said It's just like a wind. It's just like a the air we breathe is like a, a haze all around us. Once we just simply yield our members to it, it can use your body to speak in an unknown language. The scriptures, the Bible, is full of scriptures addressing this unknown language. How that when we pray with this language, we do not understand what it is. We do not understand what it is. And you actually have to have the same spirit to move on somebody else, to interpret. Most of the time, it's not even to us. It's to the most high. But sometimes the same spirit will take over our body because we give it control. It don't just take over. It should, should work that different, but it will yield our body to the spirit and it will speak through our mouth to, through, to the church. Like when you go to, to assembly at church, maybe on a Sunday, the Spirit will, in some churches that have allowed it access, allowed the Spirit to, 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 to rule and reign, and they don't have all these anxieties and hang-ups and fears, they've invited the Spirit to come in and use them and speak through them. A lot of times somebody will go off in tongues, It'll be shandala you know, moko whatever the tongues sound like. They have different sounds. There ain't no certain sound. It's just an unknown language. Sound like just playing, the sound I think is planned speaking language, but mysteries is going on right before your face, and they then somebody else will interpret and it'll be a message to that church. I'm gonna say it again. Somebody will go off in tongues. You know. Just like somebody planned, it'll sound like somebody planned speaking a language, but there's nobody planned. this is very serious, very, very serious, and anybody around planning in these churches can get in a lot of trouble because people don't appreciate that kind of foolishness. This is so this is three hundred and seventy eight times more serious than what you think it is right now, what people are looking to hear from the most high. And it's not something to be playing with, but there will be an interpretation by the same spirit of what that person just said, and, and oftentimes it's to the church. Tongues, tongues, tongues. But I do want to make it very clear, I do not believe that it is proof that you've been filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I guess in a way I do. Feeling that you gave up your body 100% to the spirit, yes. That is proof that you did that. But it's not evidence that you have the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say it again. Tongues, speaking in tongues is not evidence that you have the Holy Spirit or that it's working in your life or that it's leading and guiding you or that it's empowering you or it's imparting into those gifts. I don't believe tongues, speaking in tongues, is a prerequisite to all these other things the Spirit do to you. It's just if you're scared and fearful and you don't allow the spirit to take over you, your body, it won't be, it's a gentleman. It's not going to force itself on you to speak in those tongues, so you probably will never speak in tongues. But that don't mean that that the same person can't be yielding to the spirit to where the spirit can use them in other areas. So I don't believe that speaking in tongues is proof. It's the only, it's proof that is you In other words, let me word it another way. Some people try to talk, say that if you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Spirit, and that's crazy. Of course you have the Spirit. Of course it's, it's using you. How did you even know who Christ was? If the Spirit, the Bible says nobody can come to the Father unless the Spirit draws you. So if the Spirit is in you enough to draw you to reveal who Christ is and give you the faith to believe, I mean, it's, it, it's it's in the mix. It's with you. What else? I mean, what else you want? So the tongues is just something extra, and I do believe that we should all speak in tongues. Paul said, I speak more than ye all. I speak in more than ye all. So let's listen to one more testimony. We'll come back and finish up what I'm saying and talk about these other verses. I have lots of verses talking about this Proof of tongues and what it does, and how it man, I'm telling you, there is nothing on this planet that comes close to this power, folks. I'm talking about tonight, it's just nothing, ain't nothing you can bring up. Money don't do it, fame don't do it, clout don't do it, powerful friends don't do it. I mean, what's more powerful than the most high? Nothing. So, what will be more powerful than his spirit? The question tonight for some of y'all, not for me, but for some of y'all is, you say, you don't even know if it is, it's real or not. And I'm hoping that these testimonies that I'm sharing with y'all, even though these people are not here in person, they are here through audio, I'm hoping they will convince y'all that the spirit of the Most High is real and relevant. Ain't some ancient spirit that talks like thee, thou, no, 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 no. This is a spirit that reveals to us the Father, that reveals to us who the Father is, this being that the Christ talked about all his life on this planet. He talked about his Father, his Father. There's so much love from this being, this Father, and we are strangers to it. We don't know anything about this love and acceptance that the Father has of us. All we ever known is he wants to send us to hell. And this spirit is here to teach us many more things about this being called the Father. So listen to this powerful, another powerful testimony coming from a sister, happens to be white, sharing about her testimony. Now, she's going to mention a few things I don't agree with. Like she said uh Ninety percent of all movies are junk. I don't believe that ninety percent of all movies are junk. I think a lot of movies out there you can learn from, but I do think most of the movies out there are junk, <laughs> close to ninety, maybe eighty. Uh, but she says that, and she also says that uh, at some point she was begging Jesus to deliver her. She might have been begging Jesus to, it to, to, might have been begging Jesus to deliver her. Well, first of all. Y'all know there wasn't no J in the Hebrew language, so she couldn't have been saying, I mean, his name is not Jesus. But I I understand what people are saying. I I came up on that name. I'm going to always understand people that use it, but I do try to share with them as I come across people that use it that, you know, when it's time in a a proper manner, and I hope y'all understand my doing the now, that when people come on the show and they talk about Jesus, this, Jesus, that I understand they're talking about Yahshua of the Messiah. Okay, simple and plain, but so I guess I'm saying it's so some of y'all that are learned now that you won't look down these people. Get past what they're saying and listen to who they call on. They call on the Son of the Most High. And they're calling on the Father that sent on this Son. So hear that verse It's the lady saying Jesus is Jesus that okay, let's let's be wise, wise. Some of y'all just learned this stuff yesterday anyway. Check this out, very powerful testimony, She talks about demonology. This is going to be different for some of y'all. Just check this out.
3: Good afternoon and welcome to God's Unfailing Love Room today with your host, Minister Cameron. I've been gone a while, I've been very, very busy, and I've had a lot of good things going on, but I got a request today from a viewer, a subscriber, who wanted to know more about the Holy Spirit, and namely, my testimony. So, without further ado, sit back and grab a Coke or something and hold on to your hats. This is what happened to me. Now, I can't tell you how it happened to anybody else, but I can tell you how it happened to me. Um... I was not taught about the Holy Spirit. As a young person going to church, I was full of religion. I went. I was raised a, uh, Catholic. And they didn't even teach me about salvation, never mind the Holy Spirit. So long story short, 25 years forward, um, I had a mighty experience one night. Uh, many of you know my testimony. In front of my house, I met Jesus Christ in a mighty vision. Amen? And uh, I had... Started going back to church. It was shortly after 9-11. I think I'd been back in church a few months. Anyway, I had a Holy Spirit-filled woman of God praying for me very fervently to get saved. Again, I didn't know anything about salvation. As a matter of fact, I knew I was on my way to hell and wasn't real happy about it, but I didn't know you know, I thought, that's it, you know, so I'd go to church, you know, the sweat would come down, I was like, oh, geez, I wish he'd be quiet about this hell, because I knew I was going there, somehow, you know, God was letting me know, you're going, and I didn't want to go, but the pastor never told me about salvation. Um, It's funny, when I look back about, nobody really told me about salvation, they would tell me I needed to go to church, I needed God, but that was it, go figure, so... Anyway, I met Jesus in a mighty vision, going to work one night, and I got gloriously saved. Um, that doesn't happen to everybody. Again, intercession was the reason it happened to me. I stayed in that church, I think, it was about a year or two, and or well, maybe just about a year. The Lord then moved me down to my first Holy Spirit-filled church. Now... What is the difference between religion and God? (laughs) Religion has got a lot of laws, but that's about it. It's, you know, we have a saying, we go to the bathroom religiously. I know that sounds a little bit wrong, but it's something you do ceremoniously. Can I say it like that? Okay. So, praise God, at least they read the Bible. It convicted me. I wanted to get saved. If I knew I could, I would. But Jesus had to come to me in person for whatever reason. It worked. Um, I go to this next church and they're talking in a language it's called tongues but I don't know that I just know that sounds really weird and I'm not really crazy about this or what's inside me is not that crazy about it and I would find myself getting angry when they did it and getting annoyed again what was in me would get annoyed what ended up happening uh, was the Lord knew I needed a deliverance And I'm not going to have comments for this video either. And the reason I'm taking comments off is, no offense to you theologians out there and your people, no offense that think you know it all. I've actually been through the stuff that I talk about. So, you know, I'm really not interested in debates or arguments. I'm just going to tell you like it happened for me, okay? And I know. I ate the steak. You can't take it out of my mouth. I ate it, you know? Been there, done that, as they say. Long story short, I'm an intercessor. And that was one of the gifts I got when I got saved. And uh, so I was going up to this church. They gave me the keys to pray. I I just, I had to pray all the time I was praying. Well, lo and behold, the the man of God that was praying with me and the pastor was three of us. uh, We were praying one day and the pastor was sick. It was in her house. It was a house church. She was laid out in the next room. And the man of God, who was filled with the Spirit of God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, laid hands on my head and said something about the Holy Spirit. And it felt like somebody kicked me in my gut, and I went down. I went down on my knees immediately. It hurt. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I was down there, and he turned around and looked, and he said, oh, no, not you too. Well, I didn't know what was going on. I was holding my stomach, and I was thinking, what is this? And he uh, immediately started praying for me. Well, it went from bad from bad to worse. And when I was out in the world, I was definitely out in the world. I was, Satan hated to lose me. I was one heck of a sinner. I, you know, I'm not proud of it, but I'm just saying. I said all that to say this, that I had spirits inside of me that needed to come out. Amen? I needed a spiritual cleansing that only God could give. So, it took two whole days of tearing, praying, pleading with Jesus Christ to get all this mess out of me. Okay. Now, not everybody goes through that kind of deliverance. The Bible says my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. I did a lot of things out of curiosity and just plain stupidity. I read books about witches. I wasn't a witch. I didn't want to be one, but I was curious. What's this all about, you know? Well, the Bible says a little eleven of is a whole lot. Whatever you enter into the eye gate goes into the soul, okay? Whether it's a movie, whether it's a book about witches, whatever. If it's evil, it's evil. And Jesus said, if it be darkness, how great that darkness would be. Um, I can read the Bible like few can because I experience so much of the wrong side of things. I'm here to tell you. Harry Potter will get into your soul and it will not be good. Demons can come in. When you open these spiritual doors, the enemy will enter in. That stuff had to come out. And uh, I went through a two-day deliverance. I think it started on Wednesday and then we took a break. And then Friday, it finished. Demons are like um, uh, a cluster, a cluster of grapes. You have your... Um, main one, and then a bunch of little ones, okay, and God showed me all this, I got a whole bunch of books about it, because after I went through all that, it you know became very real to me, and I knew it was real, and I wanted to know more, I was angry that I was so stupid, and you know, it hurt a lot, I, I wouldn't wish the pain I went through on my worst enemy, like I said, not everybody has to go through this, As a matter of fact, I know not too many have gone through a two-day deliverance, but I did. When I finally got the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, again, the man of God fasted and prayed for me for two days. It was about close to probably eight, nine hours, about four hours a session. I had to be willing to go through it. Okay, you talk about a threshing floor. Uh, basically, that's what it felt like. It felt like my whole body was being threshed, okay? The demons were fighting, Jesus was fighting for me, the demons were fighting back, and I was caught in the middle. That's the best way I can describe it. Or maybe like being in labor for close to 10 hours. It is no fun at all, okay? So, don't go near sin. Don't look at this evil stuff like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and whatever, that garbage. 99% of movies out there are garbage. Don't Don't look at that stuff. It's entering into your soul. It's wrong. It really is. So when the last, uh, what they call a strong man, came out of me, um, then the man of God uh, laid hands. How do I know? Well, you just kind of know. After nine hours of getting delivered, you know. You know when it's gone. And I I did vomit. The last one came out. As a matter of fact, we had to bless the water. The water went in because... Somehow, some way, this demon was trying to set my gut on fire. Again, if you've never experienced anything like this, you may or may not believe me. Really, no offense, I don't care. I know what I went through. It was real, and I wouldn't wish this pain on my worst enemy. It came out in two parts. It was gone. I stood up. I was like, praise God. I, you know, you just know. When it's gone, it's gone. Then the man of God said, okay, let her be filled with the spirit of the living God, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and joy and laughter. He did say joy and laughter, because I went through so much. I mean, I was literally crying, crying for my soul, okay? This, this is not funny, people. This is very, very serious stuff. It's very real. Um, Jesus did it in the Bible, and it's still going on today. Demons don't die. Demons don't leave. They go into dry places, and they look for another person who they can enter. They whisper thoughts into their minds, go do this, go do that. It opens up doors, and they enter in. They say, thank you, like the old Dracula movie. Oh, tell me to come on in. Well, guess what? It's not too far from the truth. You invite sin into your heart and your soul. It's coming in. It's coming in. Keep those doors shut. So anyway, he prayed for me, and I got the Holy Spirit. And I started speaking in tongues, and I started laughing, And uh, I had to touch and agree with him. I was like, it's God. I'll take it, you know. I didn't really know too much about the Holy Spirit. But it was great. I felt like I could fly. And I was happy. I was joy-filled. And he's the power from on high. He's nothing to be afraid of. Some people are afraid. They're like, I said, you ought to be afraid of the evil, not God. God's trying to help you. The Holy Spirit's like, you're the gun. And he's like the bullet. You cannot fight these demons on your own. The man of God that prayed for me had the Holy Spirit. Okay, you don't want to try to cast a demon out without the Holy Spirit. It won't be. It wouldn't be a good idea. Okay, uh, you don't want to cast a demon out if you got a bunch of sin in your life. It wouldn't be a good idea. Amen. The seven Sons of Skeva is a good story for that. Well, let me read you some uh, <clears throat> some scripture that talks a little bit about getting the Holy Spirit. If you go to Luke 11, uh, we'll read 1 through through 13. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins, as we also forgive everyone who has sinned against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, What of you shall have a friend, and you shall go on him at midnight? And say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine is in his journey and has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him, and he from within shall answer and say, "Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he is a friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth, in other words, his insistence, like I said, I tarried for two days. I, I, I carried. I insisted. At one point, I told God, "You know, I'll die, or the or the demons are coming out. But but one thing's going to happen. One or the other. You have to fight for this thing. You have to be insistent. It talks a lot about that in the Bible: faithfulness and insistence. Even in these scriptures, it goes on to say,
4: <clears throat>
3: verse nine. And I say unto you: Ask, and it shall be given. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. If a son Verse 11, shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he shall ask for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If then ye being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Amen. So, you have to ask for the Holy Spirit uh it may be a good idea to get somebody with the Holy Spirit with you. As a matter of fact, it would be a great idea to touch and agree with you. The Bible says any two touching and agreeing on any one thing, it will come to pass. Uh, and just in case there is some deliverance involved. Uh, most people need a little bit. Some need more than others. Amen. Um, but anyway, that's the gist of the matter today. It is possible to get the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I have prayed for people to receive it right over the internet. Uh, all it takes is a childlike willingness, okay? You have to trust God and just lay back like you're floating in the water, close your eyes, relax, and let him enter in, okay? He's not here to hurt you. He's here to help you. He's the power from on high. And Jesus said, I have to go because if I go not, I cannot send down the power from on high, the Holy Spirit, the ecclesi- uh, the comforter, the great comforter, Amen. So, I hope that has helped somebody today. It's been a long time since I've done a video. I was I was planning on doing one. I've been uh, having issues with my sinuses. Uh, very um, very many issues. I'm not sure what it is. I've changed my diet. I've prayed. I've done a lot of things. So, I may have to fast for quite a while. Um, you know, I just don't believe in having issues. I just believe in having uh, heaven on earth, as it were. So, But we're pressing through. And with that being said, I hope this has answered some of your questions out there today for that particular gentleman. And if anybody else has any questions, you can privately send me a message on uh, YouTube, and I'll be sure to answer it. This has been your host today, Minister Cameron, saying God bless you, and we hope to see you again soon. Have a good day.
0: Hi, Lonnie Mackley here. I just want to talk to you today a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And if you want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit, I'm going to pray with you to be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And you can be baptized with the Holy Spirit by the end of this video if you want. Um, The Holy Spirit, you may know him as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, The Holy Spirit is a person. Uh, Jesus said that uh, he called him the Comforter, the Counselor, the Teacher that's the purpose that he plays in your life and when jesus left the earth uh... he promised the disciples that he would send the holy spirit to them and that he would teach them everything they needed to know that he would remind them of everything that jesus said and uh... jesus even breathed on them and he commanded them to be baptized in the holy spirit as believers So, whether you're a christian or you're going to become a christian or whether you're just a person that needs more of god this is something that you can have in your life you can have a constant friend constant counselor a constant teacher um, somebody that will be with you and that will help you get through your life the Holy Spirit is a person he's not just some like you know spirit floating around like a ghost or anything like that he's a person that helped create the whole earth Um, he manages everything here and he's literally aware of every molecule that moves around here he knows your thoughts He's able to... He knows your past. He's able to help you uh, as far as healing the things that have happened to you in your past. He's basically just somebody that gives you more power to serve God and helps you to get closer to God. And he is God. He's God God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And um, he's somebody that can really... Like, if you're a lonely person or if you're um, basically just spiritually hungry, we're entering a time where people are going to start becoming more spiritually hungry. And they're either going to feed themselves on um, spiritual things of darkness or spiritual things of light. We're entering a time where you're going to see a lot of spiritual activity in the in the earth, both part of darkness and light. And um, people are going to be pulled one way or the other. So you need to choose which side, darkness or light, that you're going to feed yourself with spiritually. And being baptized with the Holy Spirit is a way to really pretty much Guarantee that you're going to be feeding yourself with light. So I just want to tell you a little bit about the Holy Spirit uh, when He came. Jesus, like I said, Jesus said that He would send the Holy Spirit after He died, after He rose. He didn't really die, and the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost. If you read in the Bible in the book of Acts, Acts, He came that day and fell upon the, the 120 people that were gathered there in the upper room, and they all. Began to speak in tongues. Uh, you may or may not have heard of tongues. I had never heard of it. I was raised uh, in a pretty formal church, and then I went down to Missouri, and uh, I, I wasn't really a Christian. And and all of a sudden, at one point, they all started speaking in tongues, and I'd never even heard of this thing. And to me, I just thought, Well, what is this? Why are they, why are they even doing this? And it says in First Corinthians fourteen that tongues are a sign for the unbeliever, and I was an unbeliever, and um, even though I thought. Christians were kind of strange. I I didn't understand how they could be doing that. I mean, I thought, well, what are they? Just faking it? Is this like a made-up language? Or what is this? And I learned later on after I did become a Christian uh, that tongues are basically just a language. It's a spiritual language that uh, you speak to God, God speaks back to you. And uh, on the day of Pentecost, they were speaking in tongues, and everybody that was there were all hearing it in their own language. And it's also... um, The people that were there, it was like they were drunk, like you get high sometimes. God wants us to have joy. He doesn't want us to have to be stuffy and crabby and mean. He wants us to have joy. And that's another thing the Holy Spirit does is he brings joy into your life. And uh, so if you're lonely, if you need love, if you need happiness, if you need guidance in your life, the Holy Spirit can help you. And um, another thing that happens, like I was mentioning, is that it edifies you when you speak in tongues. I'll just speak in tongues. Now you're not going to understand what you're saying, but God does understand what you're saying, and He will speak back to you, and He will fill you up with with things from Himself, and it, it's, so it's very beneficial. It's not meant to be a weird or an odd thing, and it's meant to help you basically to be in closer contact with God in the days that are coming you're going to need it Paul even spoke in tongues and he he told everybody else there that they should too, so it's and it's something that Jesus said that they said that it's not just a gift for you but it's a gift for the generations to come. so it's not a thing of the past, it's a thing for today and basically, I'm talking to somebody if you're lonely. If you're sick of just trying to eke your way through life with no guidance and getting up every day, going to work, and feeling no sense of direction or meaning for your life, I would just encourage you to get saved, to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, to forgive you of your sins, make that connection, kind of that internet connection back to God by letting Jesus forgive you of your sins, and then ask Him to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. So that's what we're going to pray for now. So just, I want you... First of all, I'm going to lead you through a prayer of salvation. If you're not a Christian and you want to become a Christian, this is your chance. It's not complicated. All you have to do is mean it. And then I'm going to pray for the Holy Spirit to come and to baptize you. And if if you're, like I said, if you're hungry, if your heart is open to it, and you really want God in your life, if you want that spiritual light into your life, He will come. It doesn't matter if you've led a horrible life. I, I led a horrible life. <laughs> I was full of addictions, full of... All kinds, of, you name it. I just had everything wrong with my life. And sometimes it's almost better that way because then we don't come with a big agenda to God. We just come as we are. So just come as you are. It doesn't matter what problems you have in your life or what's going on. Just open up your heart to, to God, to Jesus, and to the Holy Spirit, and He will fill you right now. So let's pray. Father, we just come to you in prayer, and I just pray for my friend right now. I just want you to repeat after me if you want to become a Christian. Dear God, I ask that you would come into my heart. That you would forgive me of all my sins. I accept the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for my sins who died on the cross. And I thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. I ask you, Jesus, to now become Lord of my life turn my life over to your guidance and your thank you Jesus I just want to encourage you that if you meant that prayer that you're now what they call saved and that means just saved from hell if you were to go to bed tonight you'd go to heaven and not hell everybody was born with a God-shaped hole in their heart and that's what God is doing with you right now that's what he's just done he's Fill that God-shaped hole with themselves. Now, Father, I just pray for the baptism of the Holy Spirit, for this person that's praying with me right now. I just want you to open your heart up. I want you to lift your hands up. Begin to pray to the Lord. Be willing to let Him speak through your mouth. Be willing to let whatever comes out of your mouth, it might sound a little funny at first, but then it will flow in more of a real language. Just begin to let it fill you right now. You're gonna. You might feel electricity come over you. You might feel waves of love come over you. You might feel peace come over you. You might feel a great weight come off of you that you've been carrying all your life. So just open up your mouth right now and just speak out whatever it is. That's right. Speak it out. That's. Spiritual language. Just let it flow out. Don't be afraid. You've got to be hungry for God for yourself. In the end, it's you that stands before God alone. Nobody stands with you. So don't care about what anybody else thinks. You do this for yourself. It's your life. You can also sing in tongues. You'll find that after you speak in tongues, you can sing in tongues too.
2: I just I I want to apologize to everybody listening to the show. If you're still listening, you probably have hung up. But uh, I had this 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 uh, the show on mute ever since this uh, last clip. Um, I do apologize. Again, we're just going to do a part five next week. And um, again, if you're listening and you got that long break, my mic was off all that time. So I so apologize. That's so why I need not to ever turn my mic off. But basically what I was saying after the the last clip was that the Holy Spirit is real. And uh, I was just, I, 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 I'm just lost for words. I just can't believe I did it to myself. Let's go ahead and play these last two songs, wrap this show, and we'll pick up next week with part five.